0: Did you enjoy this morning? I thought I thought that we needed to load the choir, all of them, in a big bus and go all across the country. Amen. And introduce to the world how we can celebrate the 4th of July. This is the way it should be. Honoring God. And honoring country. These little ones. Weren't they great? Let's give them a hand. You know what? I would have loved to sit all day long. Listening to them. Praise God for them. Praise God for those who work very hard. To give us this program. To uh, Sylvia, Randy. And all the choirs. I say thank you. On behalf of the whole church, thank you very much. That was (laughs) great. How blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. We heard that in the singing. We heard this verse also last Thursday morning when Sylvia was teaching. And she said, how happy. How happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Truly, any people whose God, the Lord Jesus Christ, is the Lord, should be the happiest people under the sun. Remember that. I believe every Christian should walk with his head or her head high. And without any problems because they have the Lord Jesus Christ walking with them through this narrow road. And we are thankful we are walking the narrow road. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. That they are endowed by the Creator with certain un in- inalienable rights that's too tough for me (laughs) I cannot change it that among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of the divine providence we mutually pledge to each other our lives our fortunes and our sacred honor this was the declaration of independence signed by these men who devoted their lives to our country July 4th 1776 since that day our young nation embarked on a successful road unprecedented in human history America ran ahead of all other nations. Fugitives from injustice and from the crippling bondages of poverty and oppression found their way to these shores. Later, men fleeing the cruelty of dictators fled to America for refuge. The Statue of Liberty testifies to the compassion of this blessed nation where the following words are carved in stone at this base. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shores. Send these the homeless, tempest-tossed. To me, I lift my lamp." Beside the golden door. Those words are still there. Engraved. At the base. Of the statue of liberty. And these people who came. And found liberty. And refuge. They shouted. With those captives. That came back. To all Jerusalem of old. Saying the Lord has done great things for us. And we are filled with joy. In his Gettysburg Address on November 19, 1863, Abraham Lincoln said, four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. What I like is one nation under God. We are, if we are a nation, and mind you, we are the best nation in the world. Don't let anyone steal this from you. We are the best nation in the world because God is our Lord. Amen. That's all. And because in God we trust. Because we live under God. Shame on you Pepsi Cola. Shame on you. They have a new drink. Their new drink doesn't have. They took away under God. Shame on corporations that deny God as the God of America. America. Shame on people who do not want to live under God. When you say, I don't want to live under God, you are choosing to live under Satan. No other choice. We are either under God or under the devil. We choose to be under God. God blessed our nation with every blessing under the sun. He gave us freely compassionate hearts. Freedom. Freedom. Generosity, what a nation, justice, stewardship, leadership, service, and courage. Above all else, he gave us respect for each other and peace amongst ourselves. We became the envy of the world. Since almost 300 years, people from every nation have been storming our shores to come to embrace America's wave of life. And guess what? The waiting list grows longer and longer every day. I wonder why. I wonder why. Since we are not a good nation, why people are storming? And the waiting list, in in thousands and thousands and millions come to America to be living here. America's record in the 20th century alone has been unparalleled in the world's history. For its responsibility, we are a responsible nation. For its generosity, we are the most generous nation under the sun. For its creativity, yes, you have it, and for its progress. Daniel Webster once wrote, I shall know but one country. Oh, Daniel, I love you. I love you, Daniel. The ends I aim at shall be my countries, my God, and the truth. I was born an American. I will live an American and I shall die an American. Guess what, Daniel? If you hear me, I'm right behind you. You should be proud of your country. You should lift up that flag and salute it every day. This is a free country. And you are living, and I am living under the best flag that God has ever created in the world. The flag of the United States of America. I salute America this morning. James Kennedy once wrote, he said, God loves America. And he says, you have to realize, this man I respect very much. He is a pastor and still serving the Lord. You have to realize that God had a dramatic vision and purpose for this nation. With all its greatness, with all, with all its achievements, with all its breakthroughs in the world, America, America, we've exported civilization to the whole world. Though we are a new nation, a young nation, but with all that, there is a malady in America. There is a problem in America. Do you agree with me? If you agree, okay, don't get depressed. But we need to look at the problem in order to find the solution. Right? There is a problem. This nation started to drift and move away from what our fathers charted for us. And started imitating other nations in a similar way the Israelites did and turned away from God. The word of John Winthrop, who was a man of God, prophetically describes us. He says, For we must consider that we shall be as a city upon a hill. The eyes of all people are upon us. So that if we shall deal falsely with our God in this work we have undertaken and so cause Him to withdraw His present help from us we shall be made a story. In other words, we'll be history and a byword throughout the world. That was written long, long time ago. Today, as we celebrate Independence Day we reflect On our lives. In this blessed land. Our hearts are disturbed. And what we see. And hear. Is very disturbing. I dare say. And you know me. I'm very optimistic. I dare say America is in danger. I never thought I would ever. Make this statement nor even think of voicing my fear. Change is happening more rapidly than ever. Just look around us. What you see and hear is so alarming. And in most cases, dangerous to our way of life, our society, and our liberties. We as a nation are on a collision course with God. We as a nation are on a collision course with God. And God never loses a confrontation, does He? Decay is accelerating at an enormous rate. Things previously done in a corner, and there is no need, I have no time, to go through the things. Things that were done in a corner are now done publicly and with defiance. Do you agree with me? Morally first, morally, let's think morally. We have slipped and are spiraling toward the bottom. The family structure has weakened and its foundation is shaky because it's living without the word of God. Corruption is in the boardroom and no one is ashamed of it. There is violence in our nation, and drugs in our schools, and sexual promiscuity in all over our streets. That's where we are morally. Do you agree? Spiritually, the home where it starts is in severe chaos and confusion. What do you expect? when the divorce rate is almost at 50%. Where is the family? God is no more the head of the household. The Bible is not preached in many of our churches today. And our pews are empty. And if there is any hope in filling them, we have resorted to the world's ways and means to fill our churches. Or we have to go through a calamity or a catastrophe to get people to come and pray and ask God for forgiveness. And guess what? And this will last only for a few services. As a nation, we seem determined to leave the God who gave us all the blessings and follow other gods, the gods of self, greed, and heathenism. We broke every rule and vexed the Almighty. We have scorned the law and forgot those who shed their blood for our freedom and prosperity. Mind you, This country was built on the word of God. And we are going away from it. I say it with tears. Intellectually. We turned our back to God. To God's teaching. To his precepts. To his commandments. And if there is a. If there's a statue of the Ten Commandments somewhere, we can find some people saying, take it away. We're being biased. Well, I'd love to be biased and be on the side of God. We turned our back to God's teachings. And have downgraded Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, to the level of depraved mortals. Jesus Christ, our God, the creator of the universe, they want to put him along with Buddha, Muhammad, and all kinds of second degree prophets they call them. They are all mortals, but Jesus Christ is the living God. That's why. That's why I'm concerned today. We have a malady. What must we do? We have set our course. And are following straight on. What should we do? What must we do? What is the remedy? Someone asked. Those who gave us. An independent America. Can we keep it? If a country, a nation, is built on God. And its people come and say, we don't want the foundation anymore. We want to adopt the foundation of the Europeans. What do you think is going to happen to that country? And when it was built on God. It became the greatest country in the world. We are still today the super, the only superpower in the world. You know why? Because God is our Lord. We still pray. Our armed forces, they still pray. We still have many believers in this country. Many people who believe in Jesus Christ as Lord. But there are also many who are trying to downgrade our God and bring him down to the level of the mortals. And that we have to fight. In Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verses 2 and 3, Moses gives the remedy to Israel of old. He says, return to the Lord. Return to the Lord your God. Obey Him with all your heart and soul. According to all that I command you today. The Lord your God will restore you. In Malachi chapter 3 and verse 7. The Lord is speaking to the nation of Israel. He says, return to me. And I will return to you. And this is the call today. Our God is calling us all. America. He says, return to me. I will return to you. We as a nation need to go back to God. That's my call for you today. That's the challenge today. There is no other solution. Armies cannot save us. Science cannot save us. Going to the moon cannot save us. Being the greatest technological country in the world cannot save us. Diplomacy cannot save us. Nor any other power can stop the slide we are in. And then comes the humanist. And then comes those voices. And they suggest using technology wisely, we could control our destiny and stop this drainage. Tell me they've been trying since 100 years. Did they stop the drainage? We can control our environment. Yeah, we want a clean environment. We want green this and green that. And they claim. And then once we conquer the environment, we conquer all ailments and provide humankind with unparalleled opportunity for achieving an abundant and meaningful life. Let me ask you a question. Did we find a meaningful life away from God? Why are people so depressed? Why so so murder is everywhere? Hunger is all over the world. Humanistic people are preaching their own ideas. And guess what? And they're finding no one to follow them. I say, well, can humanism that abolishes God save our nation from this disaster. It was humanism, and atheism, and unbelief in God, and rebellious against Jesus Christ, that brought us this far. What we need is to stand and fight. We are united in Jesus Christ. We have to stand firm on the promises of God that if we honor Him and turn back to Him, He will turn back to us. Those who pretend to have a solution for our ailments are many. Oh, many. And they come up with plans that never work. How true is our Bible. And there's a verse that I found in the Bible, in Proverbs, that says, when a land is in rebellion... It has many rulers. When a land is in rebellion, it has many rulers. How many voices do you hear? I can do that. I suggest this. I can resolve this. I can uh, resolve the situation in Iraq. This situation in the United States. Let me tell you one thing. There is a cancer that is eating this country from within. And this cancer is sin. We have preferred sin over the Lord Jesus Christ. We laugh at religious people. We laugh at the call to come and give your life to Jesus Christ. We laugh at the word born again. I don't say we as a church, but this is the nation's pulse. We laugh at that. And we mock. And we disrespect Christ. And guess what? Look where we are in today. The only solution, the only solution is to turn back toward God and his mercy. And say, Lord Jesus, have mercy on your people. The Bible is never wrong. Do you know that? In spite of those people who downgrade our Bible. And who want to make it equivalent to the Koran and other things. Books, whatever. Whatever. The Bible is never wrong. God does not have to retract, revise, repair, or recall one word He has ever spoken. Let it be known. He says, righteousness exalts a nation. Being right with God, lifts up a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. America, however... And many seem to live, seems to live in a more different rendition. They have a rendition. Those people who hate God and the word of God. They say superiority, pride. They have, they have exchanged the word righteousness. They don't like the word righteousness. You know why? Because that means you have to be right with God. And they don't want to be right with God. They want to live their own way. They have denied God and His authority over people and His power to change lives. And then when you change lives, you change families. When you change family, you change society. When you change a society, you change a nation. We want a secular nation. Let me tell you one thing. This nation is a Christian nation. It was born with its foundation, the Bible, the Word of God. And when you take the Word of God, everything else is gone. Righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. Yes, we are super, we are the best. Nation in the world. And this is how they exalt themselves. They say our superiority, our pride exalts our nation. And sin, what is sin? Sin is an enmity to God. And you know they have changed it now. And sin is fun for any people. You know why I'm concerned. Are you concerned with me? You know why there is a concern in America today? Abraham Lincoln, long time ago, once said. It wasn't last week. Abraham Lincoln, gone almost 200 years ago. He said, and listen to that. We have forgotten the gracious hand which has preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us and have vainly imagined In the deceitfulness of our hearts. That all these blessings. Then produced by some superior wisdom. And virtue of our own. Isn't that true for today? But the cry. The cry of the prophet of all. He says even now. Even now declares the Lord. Return to me. With all your heart. And I will restore the years that the locust has eaten. Time to go back to God. That's my call. Time to go back to God. And you know what the Bible says? In Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And you have it also. Dean wrote this. And you have it there. If, it says, if my people who are called by my name. Will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, what happened, then I will hear from heaven. God is alive. I will forgive their sins and I will hear their land. We need to be on our knees. That's the call. We need to humble ourselves. First, we need, we need to return to God. Are we ready to return in our hearts to God? Are we ready to come to God Says we have sinned? And we need to come back to you for our sake, for our family's sake, for our society's sake, for our community's sake, and then for our nation's sake. And we need to ask you for forgiveness, Lord. We have been cold-hearted. Forgive us. And bring us back to the fold. And then he says. I will heal your land. Our land is sick. And needs healing. And all the technologies in the world. All the hospitals in the world. All the doctors in the world. All the specialists in the world. All the surgeons in the world. All the scientists in the world. Cannot heal our nation. The only one who can heal our nation. Is the Lord Jesus Christ. Programs forget. Anything that man devises, forget it. The only one who can lift up this nation from the bottom and bring back the glory of America is the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be his name. We need to be on our knees and pray for our nations. Seek God and his mercy. And reminds me of the words. I mean, there's nothing like the word of God. When Peter, over 2,000 years ago, he stood before the nation of Israel, before all the crowd, and you know what he told them? This is fit for us today. Repent. Repent, therefore, and return. Isn't that the call? Repent and return. When you ask someone to return, that means he's been going on the wrong way, right? Here, we've been going on the wrong track. Let's return, America. Let's make a U-turn. Let's make it 360 degrees and come back. You know what we find at the end of the road waiting for us? The Lord Jesus Christ. Return, he says, that your sins may be wiped away in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Times of refreshing we need. We need showers of his blessings. We need to see him work in the lives, in our families. We need restoration for our families, for our society, for our communities, for our churches, for our hearts. And if you're away from God this morning, you need to ask God, Lord, I repent. I give you my heart. I give you my life. It's me. It depends on individuals. Because individuals make a community. And God is asking you to give Him, your heart, and give Him your life. Yes, and that will change the way America is living. The prayer, I'll end with these words. The prayer that Paul asked Timothy to pray. I'm going to say it for you, and listen. He he says, First of all, then, first of all, Timothy, I urge that prayers and supplications and petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men. For kings and all who are in authority, our presidents, our congress, the whole, everyone who is in authority, we should pray in order that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life. In all godliness and dignity. Only prayers. Only returning to God. Only when we are on our knees. Confessing our sins. That we get back our dignity. And the dignity of the United States of America. It is the only. Sure road to restoration. It's God's requirement. For national blessings. Whether during Solomon's reign. Or during Our reign now. We must forsake our sins. Turn to uh, to God. Yield ourselves to his word. And to his will. Then and only then. Will heaven send relief. And revival. This is the only hope for America. Do you agree with me? Let's go back to God. Let's be on our knees. This is a call. For repentance. And then we can repeat with the psalmist. Blessed is the nation. Whose God is the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads. As we reflect. On this nation. We should reflect on ourselves. And ask God. To bring us closer to him. To revive our hearts. To give us that. Another chance. Say Lord I want to. I want to be a good citizen. I want to be. Your man. Your woman. Start here. And start within me. Our father we. Are thankful. For this nation. For this country that we have, we thank you that liberties are still there. And what we shared together this morning is our fear that if we keep being lazy people and a don't care attitude, we might lose what we have. Help our hearts. Ignite. Your light in our lives. Help us to go closer to you. Help us to throw ourselves at your mercy. Return to you. Repent. Forgive us. Forgive us, O God. We have sinned. We know that you will never stop your blessings. They are still coming. And may we ask you to bless each and every person here. And help us as we leave this place. We leave this place. Different people. To fight for your word. And live to honor you. In Jesus name we ask and pray. Amen.